Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello, hello. It's Deborah Francis White from The Guilty Feminist and this is The New Normal, the show from The Guilty Feminist about life and feminism in lockdown. Um, so we're about to start this video. Uh, we've tried this one today before and it's not worked, so we're going again. So I'm going to see if Jessica Regan is there. Here she is. Waiting. Um, and waiting for Jessica Regan. In Oh, Siobhan's there. In five, four, three, there she is. Hello. Oh, that was stressful. I'm so sorry. That's okay. We've started all over again. I'm going to open this window though, yeah. because it's very hot I'm in sorry here. I was on outside. the. No, I was on. I was outside, but it didn't work with you there. So I'm gonna. I'm not moving now. I'm gonna stay here. That's what I mean. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you have to move in. But um. No. Yeah, that was. It's all it's good, but I'm just. Here. Yeah, this is really bad light in here, though. It makes me look so terrible. Um, Do you want to... No, it's all good. How are you? I'm all right. That was a, a, a kind of a confluence of my, my greatest fears, letting people down in technology. So, uh, yes. yeah, wait for the oh, hurry. Me too. <laughs> me too, honey, me too. So the first question of the new normal is, how the hell are you? Well, how are we all? Um... I am, I have to say, you've got me on a, on a good week. And oh, that's good. I think that's because I've just spent the last two hours, any well, on and off, reading Maya Angelou with refugees, um, with oh, refugee wow. women. And what? Yeah. That sounds like the most feminist thing ever. It kind of is. Yeah. And I'm, I, yeah, it was just incredible. With Roots Women, who have been on your show, the wonderful Daisy Jacobs, and um, because of big speeches, they approached me to come and maybe look at helping. Hi, Maeve. Hi, Ruth. They came, uh, and hi, Henry. They came and asked me to um, see if I could if I could do something, um, you know, on Zoom. I, you know, it's not ideal. And, and I really was scratching my head going like, I mean, I've really wanted to deliver big speeches as soon as possible in a way that we can. Um, but it's, it's been really hard to get my head around for lots of reasons. Um, there was a lot to process with the quarantine, obviously. And technology is tough for me. I'm neurodivergent and it's, I struggle. But this has just been really wonderful, really special. Um, 
you know, I started off with kind of lots of technical exercises and then we just started reading it. And to hear Maya Angelou's poetry from their voices, I was just like, this is amazing. This is wonderful. So, um, so yeah, it's been, you've got me on a good week, but I, there have been some really dark ones and some low mm. ones and some sliding down the wall ones. And then ones where you go, oh my God, I'm just like working out and like eating organically, like I'm crushing this. And then, you know, you have four margaritas and go, well, I'm not crushing this actually. I'm crushing ice in my kitchen, weeping. I hear um, that. You know what I mean? I hear that. Oh, I'll have a week where, I think I was saying to Siobhan actually yesterday, mm. I'll have a week where I'll be like, I'm so coping. I'm like over coping, I'm thriving. And then something small will happen that is so insignificant and I will burst into tears and I'll sob. And I'm like, mm, am we coping deep down? Are we coping on the surface? And I think we are coping on the surface. But I mean, that's it's a strategy your body and your brain has. It, it, it's, it goes, right, cope, surface cope. If that's all we've got, sometimes the surface cope is what, it's not conscious. It's just like what my brain and body wants to do right now. I'm sure I'll have a big crash afterwards. I'm actually excited to see what's going to happen afterwards. How the hell are we all going to be? You know, I don't actually know, but I think we're going to need to look after each other a lot more. A lot, a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot. And like, if we're going to talk about like the dark gifts of this quarantine, which we never would have wished in a million years, no matter how good our sourdough starter has become, like we still wouldn't have like wanted this in a million no. years. No, but no. But kind of take from the dark gifts I speak to a family member most days and that's just not something I did before. It really isn't. I had like a weekly yeah. phone call with my dad and, you know, and, and I would talk to my mum a fair bit, but you know, my sisters and I, we kind of get on with it and like each other's posts and we're having like big chats on the phone and that, that, that means a lot. And, um, mm -hmm. and just, you, you talk a lot about um, tribes and, you know, finding your tribe. And I kind of realized I actually have, I have multiple tribes. Like I have my, my actor tribe and I have my, my um, urban London family tribe. Mm. And I have my, you know, I have my, 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 my best pick tribe and my guilty feminist tribe. And I, you know, and they've given much sucker, like really they have. And making sure that you, that that just doesn't fall by the wayside or get take, taken for granted when this is over, I hope. And valuing that more rather than wishing your like to be in a certain place at a certain time when actually all I want now is to be on the South Bank with my friends, you know, mm -hmm. and what a, what a, what a, like a joy and a treat that will be um, when it happens as opposed to kind of going, this is fine, but like, it's not the Chateau Marmont, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. But we'll still want the Chateau Marmont too, probably as well. Human How beings are I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, I've, I've had a sort of couple of days where I've done a few things, a bit like you with the, you know, nothing as feminist as what you've been doing. Um, but I mean, the, I mean, is there anything more feminist? But I, the, I've done a couple of things. I was on um, Krishnan Guru Murphy's Channel 4 podcast, How to Change the World. I had a great conversation with him. He's great. Um, and I have been uh, working up a treatment um knocking some ideas around with a couple of other writers and that's been so you know just things like that that make you feel your worth again like make you feel feed your soul a bit or something like that 
because if I'm doing something where I go, oh, that was really good and I had a moment, it just, it's the difference between feeling really low and it's really hard to feel your worth if nobody's, and, it, and, it, and our worth, of course, is not what we do. And Siobhan and I were talking about this yesterday and we're going to have to reassess all of this, what you do is your worth. But feel your, it's not your worth, it's your, worth is the wrong word. The, the motor of me, the thing that makes me elated or ignited is always creativity, always like a connection, ideas, you know, and in the last 15 minutes of throwing these ideas around, in fact, we were just running over, we're like, haven't got the ending, should we just, should we just keep going for 15 more minutes? Then one, one of us, someone said, oh, I've got to go to the loo. And while that person was in the loo, the other person pitched something so good that I was like, that's it, that's it, finished, boom, it's done. And we just had that kind of moment of inspiration and excitement. And, I, you know, when I, have, when I have that, but I think is I can't have that all the time because I haven't always got that circumstance, that structure to, ha you know, that's about, you know, a particular specific situation, you know, where, so, you know, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right at the moment. This is in your time. Why am I talking about myself? No, um, is there I anything about... It touches a lot on just, I think it's so interesting what you said. So last year, as, as you know, you're a good pal. It was, it was a tough year work-wise. It, it kind of went really quiet and I had to change agents and, and I really struggled with that. And it was very confronting because it was like, I'm not in my 20s. How am I going to do this? And I sort of knew there was no answer. There was no decision. I 100% was not going to stop being an actor. Maybe there'll be more diversification. Maybe there'll be more this, that, and the other. But I thought, you know, I, I have to really find ways to nourish myself and, you know, outside of this profession, which is feels like my beating heart, you know, being an actor, like you said, being creative, it sparks you. And I feel incredibly fortunate that I got the jump on that mindset before this kicked in. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I think we're all a bit in that place now. Even, I think you know, Olivia Coleman and David Tennant are going, oh, it's going to be a bit quiet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we're, yeah. for, for particularly the front of, those of us who are kind of front of house, you know, it's, it's, and in so many industries, and of course I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to my own, but, um, and I think there was as well in, in the beginning, Deborah, like if we'd done this a few weeks ago, I was in grieving. Like I just was like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's over, game over. Like when, when will we assemble again? Um, and that's kind of past now. I let myself have that. But what you're talking about, the creativity and that feeling alive. Yes, we have to identify ourselves outside of work. Yes, we can't let us define us. But when the thing you do, and my counselor said this, and she said, well, I guess it just goes to the core of who you are. And I was like, yeah, it's the core of who I am. And I think that's okay. That can coexist with, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's going to be, I hope not too many rash decisions made. Like, you know, you have that great saying, like, never make decisions about relationships um, in Edinburgh. And I'd say, don't be too hasty making decisions in quarantine going, well, that's it, I'm jacking it all in. Like, is there a way we, you know, you can diversify, expand, um, mm -hmm. and that kind of or, thing. Or are there new models? Just to be clear, if you're watching this and you live in Edinburgh, I do mean the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, I am aware right. that your city is a city. <laughs> And you may live in Edinburgh and need to break up with someone because it's not working. Yeah. So, so I don't want sorry. you going, well, oh, it's really tricky because he's very boring and I'm in Edinburgh. So, oh, I'm uh, stuck with him. Uh, 
comedians talk on. about comedians and actors talk about Edinburgh like it's a time, like it's a month, like it's August. Yeah. Like Not it's like it's a city in its own right with a very rich history. Indeed, we indeed. are aware that your city is not Brigadoon. It doesn't disappear when we leave at the end of August. Although we will stand in the middle of the city going, when Edinburgh's over. Yes. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm like, it's terrible. Um, God, they're, they're going like, to enjoy a break from us this year, aren't they? They're going to be Oh, like, yeah. Well, We're terrible people. And we apologize. <laughs> yeah. No posters, no, no flyers, no, none of that. No one uh, Edinburgh could do with a year off. Fine. Poor Edinburgh. Poor Edinburgh. Poor it doesn't need all those jugglers. Poor Edinburgh. Um, so, uh, so is there anything about this that has surprised you about the way you've responded or humanity has responded? Yeah. I love that you, you know, you're, yeah. It's like I've watched this and I know these questions are coming, but it still gives me pause. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I think I was surprised at... Probably, I'm relieved to say, because I wouldn't say this every year that I've lived in London, but yeah, probably my resilience. Probably a bit, like I am a bit surprised, like I could feel a lot of grief and going to pieces early on. And then it was like, oh, oh, we, we're getting up every day. And oh, and we're okay. All right. We're coping. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're coping. Um, things that have surprised, another thing as well, I, I learned that it is incredibly important to you live with incredibly important and i've had the benefit we're not all having the same experience if you're alone no, it's not. a totally different experience as and opposed I... to if you're someone you're scared of that's a different experience if you're with a horrifying experience if you're with six uh people in a shared flat and you don't really know them but you're sharing a space that's a very different experience um can i just question um somebody called simon says uh <laughs> oh edinburgh the cementing of our love for jess i'm gonna need more information who the fuck oh, is well, Simon? Simon is a very happy. He's a very happily married gay gentleman, which is probably why you're like you never told me about Simon. But we did. You we never told in, me about Simon. We fell in love in Edinburgh. We genuinely did. We we knew each other very briefly. During what show? Um, it was before your time. Like before our time, uh, 2001. I was in a show oh. um, called Innocent When You Dream, and it was exactly what you want from your student Edinburgh show. We were wearing black yeah. and white. It was devised. There was no set you know, you're welcome, you're welcome audience. Um, but it actually was a, a sweet show, but myself and Simon were like, we were always a bit like, hi, hi. And then we ended up working and living together and a terrible beauty was born. And I have watched Drag Race with him every Saturday during this pandemic. And that has been like a pole of like, a tent pole of sanity and, and it's helped me so much. And I, I could see I was getting a tongue lashing there. People going, what about your Dublin tribe? Shout out to my Dublin tribe as well, and my Clamell tribe, uh, and my Cork tribe. Hopefully that's... Excellent. And, um, and somebody says, um, uh, saw you in the sweet science of bruising last year at Wilton's. It was amazing. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. So uh, that's your sweet science of bruising. Boxing, Victorian boxing ladies tribe. We were, it's May now, so we were rehearsing this time last year. And actually a tweet that made me really emotional was what was the last line you said on stage? And my last line that I've said on stage was the fight will go, the fight goes on. Uh, and I just, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was funny, like doing these like home workouts. I was doing some shadow boxing the other day. That's how I shadow box, like a child. Um, and uh, I, I got incredibly emotional just doing 
boxing. Like that's now. Yeah. Arena. That's like where I go. It was to a now. brilliant show, and I, Thank I, you so much. I hope you it comes back. Oh, so we've got some. We've got some trolls today, so I'm just know, killing them like nits. Um, uh, hold on. Oh, hold on. I don't want to block Jonquil accidentally. Um, no. Simpler time. Oh, he's gone. Jonquil. Yeah, he's gone. Um, sorry, Jonquil, you're not a troll. I accidentally nearly. Uh, it's the opposite of a troll, actually. She's like the biggest she's, champion ever. She's, people. Yeah, she's a lot, which is the opposite of a troll. Um, yeah, so we've got, but occasionally, very rarely, we get people coming on to, uh, uh, to say men's rights or like screw feminists or something like that. But it's always very, sort of very, they're not very witty or very clever at it. So I just sort of, no. just, it's just sort of, you know, when you're killing nits, it's sort of a bit like that. It's just like, mm -hmm. boom. Boom, hide conversation. I didn't know I could do that first and someone was being very queer phobic to such a guest that's on. I was very distressed by it because I didn't want to draw their attention to it and I was trying to keep, you know, somebody says shut up, but I don't know if that's um, someone on our side. Um, uh, I think, listen, don't worry about me because I have a, a pretty thick skin after, when you're on a soap opera, people will tell you stuff in the street. So, you know. Uh, someone's yeah. saying gay and they don't have an avatar. So I'm going to go with, we're going to, that this is someone who's already been on and I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna hide that hide the story from somebody none of them have pictures I wonder why yeah I mean it just happens some days anyway it doesn't matter I, I'll put them out without referencing them they don't need the attention they love it um lonely, so, lonely. yes so have you had a really low moment you wouldn't mind sharing with us that because it really encourages everyone because we're not we're, we're not live streaming those moments we're only live streaming the happy moments and the kind of fun mm -hmm. moments and look at us doing house party in funny hats um mm -hmm. so yeah uh, yeah um okay so like i was saying the week i kind of had the year i had last year when the quarantine hit that very first week i kind of was like I can put my bags down a little bit. I can, mm -hmm. I can feel a, a sense of community, like I can feel a sense of togetherness with people. I felt very outside and like when you get depression and stuff, you feel like everything is happening very far away from you. And I, and I, and I, I was diagnosed with that in November and I, I kind of thought, you know what? There's something about this that might make me just sort of work on stuff and maybe not see everyone's greatest hits reels for a change and be able to kind of, you know, just just be in a, a kind of a calm space that lasted a very short period of time and was soon I realized a phenomenon I didn't coin it but productivity porn started happening right um, and I started to feel like immensely oppressed by the some of the projects that were even announced you know and I and I um I found myself on a <laughs> on a call with my childhood friends my oldest friends a few of whom you met actually at the sweet science mm. and they were just randomly chatting about stuff they'd seen on YouTube, plays they'd been streaming. And I completely lost it. Like, I just started crying and I couldn't stop and was just like, no. I don't know if there's going to be an industry when this is over and I don't know if I'm ever going to be on stage no, okay. again. And they just, they just, I don't want to be like American about it. Nothing wrong with being American about it, but they held space with me. They kind of just all went, okay. <laughs> you know, like a lot of Zoom faces just kind of going, Okay, just let her get it out. Let her get it out. Yeah. 
And I did, and there was no judgment at any point. None of them turned around and went, I have three kids under five. Like, you know, they all just kind of let me yeah. let that out. And that, because I think what was what felt low about that was I didn't know that explosion was inside me and it, it came out. It's funny how mm -hmm. your brain goes, oh, I see like six faces you trust. You're letting this out, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Something I did struggle with, and has now turned into a positive. Um, I was on a waiting list for counselling um, after my diagnosis last year with the wonderful, wonderful, incredible NHS. And um, I, they, when I finally like, got on the list or whatever, and I got the call and they said, look, we can start your therapy, but do you want to wait until all this is over? And I was like, no, I've, I've waited long enough. I need to just, any, anything will help. Every little helps. Like, let's just take whatever's on offer. Um, and for the first few sessions, I was really, um, I thought this is tough because you're, you bring up a lot of stuff in therapy. And normally, you know, in the past when I've gone for counseling, um, I'd like, I treat it like going to the gym where you go, I'm going to have like a little treat afterwards. Or I'm going to like go for a walk and like have a latte and a, and a Danish. And it's like, I've done my, I've done my hour. I don't do any more work. I showed up, didn't I? And having to just sit with the stuff that you talk through in your session um, and having to just sit with that and not being able to deflect or come away from it was really hard at first. And then I realized, oh my God, it's such a gift because I think this is the most efficient, effective counseling I've ever had. Mm. So there's something in that that's been confronting and difficult and definitely not for everyone, you know, but I was like, okay, I'm, I have to just sit with what we talked about and I, I can't kind of distract myself. I have to find a way mm. through find a way through the murk you know that's great Jess that's really thank great thank you um can I do whatever you want uh ask you if you have a feminist uh project we could get behind today yeah well I'd love you to um check out Roots Women who I was reading the poetry with and and, and doing all that with they're an amazing charity who pair mentors with mentees um who, who pair women with um refugees to mentor and um, it's, they're just really worth like reading up about, seeing ways to support them. It's not something you can automatically volunteer for to, to mentor. It's something your work has to support you in doing, which is right. actually a good model. You know, it's good for the business, it's good optics. And then the person who's volunteering isn't out any money and then the charity can function and, and all these kind of things. Um, and I, how they, they, I was approached by a mentor saying, can I come to a, a, a big speeches workshop or can my mentee come to a big speeches workshop? And I said, I, I, I absolutely, but can you come too, like gratis, you know, like free, like to support your, your mentee. And it was from that, um, that they got onto Daisy and said, you know, this could be really helpful. And like, I don't know how much of use I can be to them at the moment, but we were talking about even just maybe doing like a weekly poetry read and that will help with English nice. and stuff. You know? mm. and, it's 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 great because I think we always had this idea, didn't we, Deborah, of big speeches, how we wanted to empower any woman, whatever, you know, CEO to the coffee girl to whoever, but also kind of go, let's use that to also like go out into other kind of more more um, sectors that need that that kind of bespoke corporate training that they can't access because it's expensive. Right. No. Yeah, absolutely. Also, so can I you make us a can you make us a story about that and we'll share it i will absolutely and i'd also if i could i'd love to just shout out two other 
people pregnant and screwed is an amazing maternity charity and they're doing like a lot of work helping women suss out their rights and you can follow them on instagram and if you are someone who's who's going you know i've been on maternity leave like trying to balance childcare with all this madness like they're an amazing resource um and then also house of pride is a really beautiful um organization founded by luke corfield and alex Tessa. And they, uh, it's like a beautiful queer space that want to have wonderful, joyful events when we can, um, when we can all reconvene. So they're kind of the the people that I'm, I'm trying to invest my time in and and and, and do what I can and and um, amplify where I can. And you told wonderful. me that. <laughs> yes, if you cannot you donate, that's okay. Amplify, follow. Uh, that is super encouraging and you may share it with somebody who can donate uh, a lot more than you can. Anything you've been reading or binging that you would like to share with us? So I feel like I've been talking a lot about like my counselling and my um, poetry with refugees. I think it's very important people realise I have been watching Selling Sunset in my pants eating pizza like as well. Like let's have some balance here. Let's have some balance. It's also important. What have you been watching? Selling Sunset on Selling Sunset on Netflix. It is trash. It is straight up trash, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> Here's the quote I think will hook you. So if you can imagine, um, if you can imagine the Real Housewife. Okay, so I'm not a reality TV person. I never got into the Love Island thing. Real Housewives, not into it. Not yeah. a, not being a snob. Neither, neither. Just didn't get it. Didn't anyway, get it. Randomly onto the Selling Sunset. Oh, I miss LA. I love LA. I'll just like some property porn. Like lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And and down. down it's about an estate agents. It is the Oppenheim broker real estate. Uh, they're, they're on Sunset Boulevard. They're a real business. And it's just about the workings of the office. So you get oh. um, bananas pe- characters alongside incredible real estate. Um, oh, Real estate, oh. like, you know, beautiful houses, old Hollywood houses, grotesque bachelor pads, like all insane money. Um, so like one of my favorite quotes, I feel like this might hook you, was um, they went to view a $70 million house, right? Disgusting. disgusting. What, 7 0? 7 0, baby. And um, she was like, the only thing is, like, this was basically just grotesque, like in a massive hotel, essentially, a resort. And she was like, the thing is, like, there aren't, like, any views. And the character was like, billionaires have compounds, millionaires have views. Wow. That cannot be your T-shirt slogan, by the way. Every day no, is a non-demand no, T-shirt. Uh, somebody did so. suggest for your T-shirt quote, um, I'm supposed to be crushing it. All I'm crushing is the ice for my margarita. That would be a good quote. That's good. Um, That's good. Um, uh, but, okay, all right. I will try, what is it called? Selling sunset. Selling sunset. Like only if you need to just like as a sorbet, like mm-hmm. it's, but every so even I'll if have you're a look. drifting. I have to admit that during lockdown, I did too hot to handle. And I never, I, I find what was love, that like? I, all my friends love Love Island, and not all my friends, but some, I have a significant amount of friends. I'm on a Love Island WhatsApp group and I try and try, but I sort of think, well, it's so they're sort of being made to do it, but too hot to handle, they're not meant to have sex. And of course, when you're not meant to have sex, that's when you want to have it. It's it's like basically course. what it's it's if the if the hot priest from Fleabag were a reality show, too hot to handle. Oh, 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 oh. And sold, sold. 
sold. Somebody's, somebody's saying, can you give Hannah Gadsby's new show, Douglas, a shout out? I certainly can. Uh, Douglas, Netflix. Uh, I saw it live a couple of times. Absolutely astounding show. Uh, it's, it's the sequel to Nanette, uh, which was this huge global phenomenon. Um, and it's a brand new show and you need to watch it right now on Netflix. It's out. Um, Glory. Indeed. Indeed. That can be um, sorbet, my sorbet. Like, let's get some. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the opposite it of selling Sunset and Too Hot to Handle, just to be clear. I've just started The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because all my friends are like, why don't you watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? And I thought I'd tried it once. But I hadn't really gone into it, but I hadn't really. And I watched the first episode last night and I really enjoyed it. I tend to avoid things that I resent not being cast in. Fair. You know, Absolutely I was like, fair. oh, it's, it's period. She's a stand up. I, I think you'll find that should have been me. I mean, should have been. I know. I mean, I hear. Well, it's the only thing is it's a Jewish character and the actress is not Jewish. So I feel. Okay. I feel I would, I'll write you the Irish version. How about that? Deal. 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 Sold. Sold. But then they'll want you, Vaughan. So. I mean, <laughs> I'll write two parts. One for you, one for Siobhan. Siobhan, are you still there? I don't know. Um, what else was I going to ask you? Uh, yes. Has this, has all of this, are there any habits you might take from lockdown forward? So I'm doing dancing and I want to keep doing that. Uh, mm -hmm. I will make some of my meetings Zooms, so I'm not Zooming around so much. Uh, if we get back to a post-lockdown world where we, you know, suddenly I'm like here, there and everywhere, I'm like, I'm going to try and be lead a slower life because you know how manic my life was and how manic your life was. It's Is there anything you would like to take forward? Siobhan's here. Siobhan, I'm writing parts for you and Jess, just to be clear. Um, I'm going to write you, in, write you a new show. There is, in this thing I was working on today, a fabulous Irish character that, oh. I mean, it, she's, she's quite you. But you have she's an embarrassment of talented Irish friends. Like, you've got Spittle, you've got Bohart, you've got B. Like, I know. It's an I know. embarrassment You like your Irish it, I, ha I do have an embarrassment of Irish riches, and that's why I'm saying I have to write a proper... Irish, more Irish. Thank you, Siobhan says. Thank you. I'll take it. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fine. I'm Do afraid you, know how you, how long I know you prevaricated and said, "Oh, darling, you've got so many Irish friends." And Siobhan said, "I'll take it." This is why you can't hesitate, babe. I know you can't. You cannot hesitate. You have I'm to just go. Yeah, it's mine. Shotgun. Next time I say <laughs> I've got a good Irish character. Shout shotgun as Mine, shotgun. loudly no. as possible. I don't care that Ashling is on Netflix. Gimme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, is there, are there any habits you might take forward into the new world? Oh, what? someone's asking, will Mr. Tato get a guest spot? Yes. Yes. Oh, Siobhan's saying, sorry, she's starting the part. It's just, okay. you know, okay. what, either she's you would be brilliant. The part. She's like hijacking this, uh, hijacking this Insta Live. You were on yesterday, though. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Siobhan. In my opinion, you're always welcome. I like the heckling. Um, um, Siobhan was in that play, that in that Edinburgh play that I did with Simon that we were talking about what? earlier. Oh yeah. Oh, we're OG. what a fun crew. Um, I was thinking, like, um, is that how, how long... you two met? No, we'd known each other since 1999. Wow. Um, since, since the 20th oldest... century, since the yes. fin de siècle, millennium. And I'm not going to spend wow. this Insta Live just talking about Siobhan because that's exactly what she wants. But I will say, <laughs> it's not so much that we became friends in 1999, but that she started to tolerate me. Oh, okay. In nice like, session. Like, <laughs> was all so I can think. <laughs> all I can think about. All I can think is um, uh, about you doing Edinburgh August. 2001 is you were you you came off the end of edinburgh and 11 days later and um uh september 11th no nine days later well well, depending on when edinburgh but about 10 days later september 11th happened and the world was never the same again wow and this is the second time in my life that i can say okay the The certainly the western world is is yeah it's never the same again um uh, yeah, it's a it's a real line in the sand. Are you going to take anything through? Yes, I'm going to take. What? Um, I've been doing okay, so I have succumbed to the home workout again in a way that I never foresaw myself, and I realised, and I think you you talk you've talked about this that actually it wasn't the exercise that was the problem. It was what do I wear going to the gym? Do I get changed out? Can I walk through mm. like? Getting there. Do I have to I wash my hair afterwards? Do I have to carry yeah, around sweaty clothes? All of that. So I, I joined up and you I... jump out of bed, you throw it on, you do yeah. it, it's done. And then you're like, it, it's, it's fab. And I'm doing this centre workout, which is Liam Hemsworth's app. And I, I don't know if you would particularly appreciate oh, this. Oh, are you now? Oh, are, oh, are you? Are you, very... are you working out with a Hemsworth? Like, well, obviously, Liam, that's a fucking incentive. Are you watching well, Liam Hensworth sweat? No, he's not. He doesn't do them. But what happens is, like, you get to the... But he, he, you get to the end of maybe, like, 10, 
and it's like Chris has a message for you, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> what? Chris, is, and it's not for you, but he's like, keep going, you're doing really well. And there's something what? about yeah, there's something about as hot Australian men being like, you legend, you crushed it, and I'm like, oh my god, like, am I getting married? Like, what's happening? Um, That's a real incredible. incentive. <laughs> Yeah. That is absolutely incredible. So the Hemsworth's just like a cheer squad. He chips in, you know, um, he just chips in. He's like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I found this really helpful. And you're like, of course he did. Wow. <laughs> um, Ali Rouge, who, Ali Rouge, who's a regular watcher of The New Normal, says the hermit crone lifestyle has its perks. Ali, I nearly did, because we've had loads of trolls on today, I nearly, I nearly blocked you. Because I thought, oh my God, someone's calling us hermit crones. And I went, I went, oh no, that's Ali. <laughs> that was a self-own. That, that, that was a lol, we're all in this together, hermit crones joke. Uh, I, oh, but I was nearly like, cool. another troll. Um, that's, home workout is a good one. Do you have any renewed faith in humanity because of this? Do you think, oh my God, we might all yeah. come together and pull through? Oh, listen, um... I, I have to have faith in humanity, so I kind of refuse not to not, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. One of the, one of like an early moment I had very early on in lockdown was that I was fortunate enough to be asked to do a little bit of audio work through my voiceover agent and I didn't have any equipment and you couldn't get anything on Amazon for love nor money. And um, I don't know if you know this about me, Deborah, but I'm low key in a band, low key. And um, basically- Low key in a band? Loki By the way, like, her, Team Loki. Hermit Crone could well be your T-shirt because Hermit Crone has taken off. Team Hermit Crone is really, there's um, so many Crone and Proud. You get the full profits from the T-shirt. So Team I'm Hermit so Crone, I'm questioning whether or not you should own, own Team Hermit Crone. Just did to I come be up clear. with that though? I don't know if that's fair. I, um, I think you should just quickly like reinforce it, make it your own because you're going to sell so many T-shirts. Oh, so, yes, thank you very much. Point. That's mine. Yes. Um, Sorry, go, go on. Question. Um, so I, uh, so I, and I just sort of, so I looked to some local musicians that sort of have a bit of a jam with like very sporadically and it's very good for the soul. It's a bit like best pick. Like I do it for like the sheer, the, the film podcast that I do with your husband, Tom, and as you know, and John Dorney. It's for the soul. It's not to please anyone. It's not to fulfill a criteria. It can just be whatever it is. And these guys who I don't know that well, that, but happen to live locally, were like, oh, do you want a mixing desk? Do you want a microphone? Do you want to... So like oh, there was wow. these packages left behind my bins when they go to the shops to like help me set up a home recording studio. And then I realized, wow, oh, God, this laptop is borrowed from Jeannie Spark, you know, our dear friend Jeannie Spark, because my laptop broke right before the shutdown. Or not right for a few weeks before. And I was, I kind of looked and I realized everything had been borrowed. Everything had been lent. Everything had been offered. And I was able to make some money. And I wow. was like, wow, that is just, I was like sitting in a stress position in my wardrobe trying to record a romantic novel um, about a girl getting everything she wants. So that was confronting. And, <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> like, I was like, it was like, and she knew that this would work out forever. And I was like, fuck you, Chloe. Uh, um, so, um, uh, but then I looked at the equipment I had that was all borrowed, lent, donated. And I was like, man, we gotta be doing more of this. I think we need to check in with ourselves, check in with each other more like, 
actually another thing that really moved me was like so many people just rang saying, do you need anything? Do you need anything? Have you got everything you need? Do you need anything? Listen, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a John Lewis order for you. No, no, I don't want to hear about it. Da, da, da. Like that was incredibly touching and moving because I'm not near my family. I made the decision not to go home. I didn't want to bring any plain nasties. And I, man, I felt my London family and yeah, I yeah. felt my Irish family as well. So virtually. So I, I can't not have hope for humanity. I, yeah. I know too many incredible people and I include you in that. Oh, no. I include Monster Tom Cook. in that. And, you know, everyone... Speaking of Tom, and speaking of Tom, congratulations on the Best Pick nomination for Hi. Best Arts Podcast at the British Podcast Awards. So Jessica Regan does a podcast with the producer of uh, The Guild of Feminist, Tom Selinski, who is also my husband, incidentally, and uh, another brilliant uh, actor and film buff, John Dorney. And it's, uh, it's a podcast in which they uh, choose at random one of the best picture winners from the Oscars from any year since the beginning of the Oscars to this year. Uh, and and uh, then they research it, uh, they watch it, they share their research, they review it, they decide whether they think the Academy got it right or not. And it's a brilliant show. And so many film buffs and people in the film industry say they learn so much from it because the research is mwah. And also everyone has a wonderful time. And if you play along and watch the movies that they're watching, you will, by the end of the exercise, have watched every single Best, best Picture winner. And also Tom's always watching around it because he wants to know, well, what else was that year? Hey. And do I think this was better or that better? So the amount of research these guys do so you don't have to is it's incredible. Hardcore. Hard what was so lovely about the nomination like because again like I really wanted best pick is so precious to me and it's very much like a space where I get to be just get my film nerd on like you know mm. just just really be myself and it's you know when you're an actor and you're always auditioning and you're you're trying to you know you well you have to get away from that and you have to be your authentic self but there's an element of pleasing people and being right and it's like I don't mind if this isn't a massive hit. It doesn't matter. We're making no money mm. from it. It's just for the joy of it. But then to kind of approach it with that spirit and then get this recognition, so surprising because we are, we're small. Like, don't be fooled that he also that in, he produces. Yeah, in, feminist, in, you know. in downloads, it's not going to be like, you know, no such we're thing as a fish or the guilty feminist or, or, or whatever. Like we but, don't really part. but podcasts are not really about that. Podcasts are about, it's what you're aiming for with a podcast, I think you should be aiming for, is certainly at first, is a small audience who really care about you and listen yeah. to every episode and are waiting for it to come out. And actually, if you only ever had, I say only, if you had a thousand people who wanted to listen to your podcast every single oh. week or every single fortnight or whatever you bring it out, you've got an audience of a thousand people hanging off your other words. I mean, go into a thousand seat theater, look around and go, if that's your audience, that's huge. And that's a small podcast. I don't know how many regular listeners you have. I think we're I... over, we're doing, Tom, Tom was like, it will be an awful lot of work if we get consistently, you know, if we don't grow it to a certain level. And I know that it's mm. grown to the level that was Tom's benchmark, which was fairly modest. Um, and I think it's gone now beyond that. I think we're, we're, we're probably around a couple of thousand downloads an episode now for so, sure. So like I'll, I'll actually ask, I'm just going to ask him because I don't want to get it wrong because he'll be annoyed. Sure. Because he cares about this stuff so much because he's a graph person. Well, Tom Selinski. Tom. Tom. Oh, he's plugged. 
How many, how many downloads does an average breast pic get? Just waiting for the numbers. 2,000. There you go. So, that was so you've got 2,000. Yeah. But you know, that's the size of the Palladium. I just shared today that um, we played the Palladium two years ago. And I was like, oh my God, then we were at the Palladium. That's the yeah. size of the Palladium. Listening to your every word, playing along. Lots of people um, is saying, uh, are saying here, oh, I love that podcast. I've been playing along. I watched Citizen Kane because of you, because it was a Citizen Kane special, because it didn't win Best Picture, and it should have, obviously. It's the most famous film in the world. Um, but lots of people are saying I'm playing along for you. And if you think of 2,000 people who are playing along and watch it, watching every movie, or at least learning about every movie and letting you watch it for them, that's an incredible amount of people, and they really care. And the reason that you guys got nominated is the show's very good. It's very entertaining. It's very funny. It's very educational, but you learn a lot, but you're laughing. You're, it's always so much fun. The stories, the backstage stories, the on-set stories, the what else was happening that year. There's always gossip about what happened at the Oscars that year. It's so, so good. You know I bring, so the, you know I bring that, like, that. Those you bring the goss. And I've what? guessed it on this now three times. The last time was Chariots of Fire. I don't know if that's been released yet. I don't think so. Um, no, oh, not Chariots of Fire. Out of Africa. Out of Africa was the last time. That hasn't been released. I think, are you not four times? Maybe three times. American Beauty. Um, Char Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire. Out of Africa. Out of Africa. Three, three times. Oh. I think three. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're particularly, um, those last two are particularly um, uh, important movies to me. Um, so yeah, so well done on the nomination. Thank you so very, much. Very, very, very oh, big congratulations you as on well that. Got nominee in the over um, 100 oh, downloads. Big cheese. We got the, the yeah, we got the, we're nominated for the Spotlight Award, which is like for, for I don't know, podcasts with big audiences, I guess. Um, I never win. I get nominated every year for the British Podcast Awards, and I never win. So I have absolutely zero hope of winning. But I will be in a sequined yeah. uh, sweat, sweatshirt because it'll it'll be on Zoom, I assume. So I'll yeah, be in a sequined pajama top. Yeah, I've never been able to go. I've always been on tour when that's been on. Um, and I and I'm and as I've never won, I've never been. I've never felt like damn it because actually going to an awards ceremony. You always win when you go to awards ceremonies. I don't. <laughs> I, oh I sometimes, I rarely win. I rarely Two win. Times. Two times. No, come on. That's you hilarious. won an RTS award, a Royal Television Society award, and you won the Soap Award for Best Newcomer. You've won, you've, you, you all, you, there was a period where you were always on a red carpet with a shiny trophy, and I was like, oh, she's fucking won again. <laughs> so I bet you do win, because you're I the charm. Be, I be, that would be hilarious. Would you be a little bit raging going, motherfuckers like interrupting I mean, my, my day i'm telling you like if i have been nominated like three years in a row and i've never won once and then you fuckers come along and like first time in boom take the gold oh, oopsie there's yeah. a gold silver and bronze so there's three shots to win as well which is not and that would really then kind of yeah it's listen i just from the point of view of like and you know again this is something you've said so much and it, it has really impacted on, on me like about you know when you're coming from a place of like pure love doing something it 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 sometimes does you know it, it if you're doing it out of pure love anyway then great and it's sometimes it is the thing that hits like because it, it's a bit like how did we how did we slip through how did we how, you know and I know you've gone through all the reasons why which, which is so lovely to hear and um, but it, it still it still was a surprise it still was like a, you know I don't think you slipped through I think I don't think you've slept through at all. I think it it was simply excellence. You spend more time prepping your podcast than most people will spend time prepping a television show, to be honest. That's why. And you're really <laughs> into it. 
you guys are both you you guys are also into it and you really 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 care and you it's a bit like how i feel when i listen to no such thing as a fish is they're competing to make the other ones go oh like what and yeah, you guys are always wanting that. to bring the gold because you're like i don't want Selinsky smashing down this hilarious story and then i don't have anything so you're like well mm -hmm. i brought this and it's you know and you learn a lot about the period as well and the whole of cinema i'm always having to watch i had to i, I had to watch i'm having to watch these things with tom sometimes i had to watch captain's courageous last night because it's 1937 Ooh. um he's always watching black and white movies and i have not watched cast this is a true story when i was 12 11 end of term you know the last day of term and they sit everyone on the floor and put a video on oh yes yeah. you know muck yeah. about day they yeah. put on captain's courageous this old he black and white film which is not would not be seen as appropriate for children now but it was like it's a story about a kid whose poor little rich boy ends up on a an ocean liner falls over the side um, is a really nasty piece of work, little rich kid, because he's not had any guidance from his dad. He's not got a mom and he's, he's fallen over the side. And he gets rescued by some fishermen. And they're like, yeah, we'll take you back to shore after we've done our fish. But of course, there's no mobile phones in 1937. And he's like, no, I need to go back now. My dad will pay you. He's so rich, he could buy, you know, buy and sell your boat sort of thing. And they're like, so you say, kid. If we take you back to shore and there's no big payday, we've we're screwed for the fishing and we need this money to eat. So sorry, we will take you back when we will take you back. And so this kid then has to live on a fishing trawler. Now I saw this when I was 11 and I remember it so clearly. All the other kids were talking and mucking about and I was the only kid, I was watching it and I was sobbing at the end, like oh, crying, sitting on the floor amongst all these joking kids, just crying at this film. And then the next year, the bastard showed us the same film on the last day of term and the same thing happened. I sobbed. Now Tom bought it for me for Christmas two years ago, put it in my Christmas stocking because I told him the story and I didn't dare watch it because I thought, what if it's really just like melodrama pap and I don't think it sounds like, oh my God, it's so corny. Or what if I cry again so much? So I just didn't watch it. And then last night tom said look i'm gonna watch it because it's 1937 i'm trying to research the year and do you want to watch it?" it's like i can't have captain courageous on in the house and not see it like a baby i'll send i'll send you the picture because i sent it to brett goldstein because i told him about it on his podcast um phil street buried with and i cried i cried again like a child that's stunning my film so, so good it's so good there's, there's some really incredible films made in the 30s which you know has been a bit of a revelation for me doing this podcast who's you know like 30s is yeah and the best years of our lives is another great one to seek out but speaking of that kind of visceral reaction um one thing i have watched on netflix is steisel have you heard of steisel oh, no so it's um it's in it's set in israel and it's a haredi jewish family and i kind of was i got up onto it through orth you know i think a lot of people watched unorthodox and a lot of the actors yeah. in unorthodox are in this and it's kind of a family drama. There's just two series, um, a family drama, and and it's set in this this Haredi this world, which is a very enclosed world. And I think there'd probably be a lot of resonances with like the Jehovah's Witnesses and that yeah. kind of very very ultra orthodox closed world. And it is some of the most exquisite television performances I've ever seen. And what's astonishing is you start to just fall completely in love with these characters, finding them also relatable, and then all of a sudden 
you get this reminder of, of how thwarted they are by what's imposed upon them. And then you really feel their frustrations and limitations. Does it deal with the oppression of Palestine at all? No, it literally doesn't touch on it. Pretty I much. think I might find that a bit like, I don't know. I'm, I, I will, I'll, I'll have a look. I'll have a look, but I might feel a bit like... Because it's in that world and they are, they're not allowed to watch the news and they're not allowed to watch right. television. They're not allowed to go on the internet. And they're not allowed to do anything. Oh, they're completely things. apolitical and they don't know what's going yeah. on outside. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, all righty. Okay, so um, uh, just somebody here says... Um, uh, I was, oh, John Quill says, I was also in Casablanca. Uh, I was in the Casablanca one, which was live. Um, in fact, I planned that as a surprise for Tom and the cinema accidentally gave the surprise away. Yeah, well, um, it was a and, Yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. Um, somebody's asking about denying the existence of Israel. And uh, I, Sorry, I, I was just recommending a show probably should have realized where I was. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I tend to, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, um, it's, it's very, very difficult. And it's like, I met a young man, a young Palestinian man in Switzerland when I was doing an event for the UN, who was telling me it's totally apartheid. And, you know, I mean, not that I need to be told by him, but it was just, he was this incredible uh -huh. musician and all of his, obviously I know, you know, I'm an Amnesty ambassador, but um, the, um, the uh, he was telling about his brothers and sisters had all been sent away to different conservatories because they'd all, they all had this brilliant talent of music, but they all had to have scholarships because he was a Palestinian living on, not living in Gaza, living in the Israeli community. And he was like, it's completely apartheid. And he was such a gentle, extraordinary talent and spirit and, and human being. And I was just like, I can't take i can't be in i can't be supporting anything israel's doing now and i know there are of course individuals who you know live there who are of course themselves in part of an oppressive society it's so 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 complicated mm -hmm. um but i'm just yeah i'm just acknowledging what this um what this person's saying and also trying to acknowledge what you're saying which is stories you know stories being told about human beings and you know understanding all of those human being struggles mm -hmm. um can I ask you a more fun question? Sure. Um, you want to get off this we, topic? Okay. <laughs> if, we, if we got out of lockdown now and you could do absolutely anything, everything was back on that was on before, which is not how it's going to happen, uh -huh. what would you do first? What are you desperate to do? The cinema. Ah. The cinema. I go to the cinema on my own um, one to three times a week. Um, and it's uh, my meditation, it's my calming. I, I occasionally go to the cinema with Joy Wilkinson, wonderful writer um, who wrote the boxing play because she, we just know we don't speak, <laughs> we watch the film. Like, um, but I got into the habit of going to, there was something about when I moved to London that going to the cinema on my own seemed like a really sophisticated, to an art house cinema seemed like a really sophisticated thing to do. And I just, I just feel really peaceful there. I actually am almost worried about the reaction I'll have. And I know I'm going to come off as just this ridiculous lovey when I say it, but when, I'm, when I experience live theatre or get to participate in live theatre again, I think it'll be so incredibly overwhelming. Like, I'll, I'll need a mild sedative, you know what I mean? Like, but the cinema will be like a... 
I'm in yeah. the dark. Storytelling writ large, you know, I will cry no matter what the film is. It could be Sonic the Hedgehog and I'll be like, it's so beautiful, you know. So I uh, feel like that too. I feel like I'm going to cry the first time I do The Guilty Feminist, first time I see a Guilty Feminist audience again in the real. I feel, but I feel like I'm going to just cry when I see my friends. I think I'm going to cry when I'm just like in a pub again or like in a cafe with people around me. I'm yeah. going to cry when I get to go to yoga again. Like, I feel I'm going to be crying a lot out of happiness and relief, like good mm -hmm. crying. But I feel like I'm going to cry a lot. I think we're all going to cry a lot. We're all going to be like, <laughs> but, but we, like, because like, the cope, the need to cope will be over, and then the yeah. not that we do need to cope. Now we we all have days where we're not coping. Let's be incredibly oh, honest. Like a hundred percent. And what's good is to have people that you can express that to without shame and without guilt. Like it's not. Oh, Simon was like, I will cry when I hug Jess again. I will be like sliding down people in Ireland. I'll just, I'll be an absolute wreck. Like cinema first and then I want to get to Ireland as soon as possible. And I just want to like, I just want to sit with, with my parents. And, and how have you been with, you know, everyone so far away from you in Australia and New Zealand? Um, how has that been for you? Uh, I'm, I talk to my mom every single day. Um, and New Zealand's sort of out of uh, lockdown now and Australia's coming out of lockdown because of that boss um, love yeah i think i might as soon as it's practical maybe when we come out of the next stage of lockdown mm -hmm. i think i'm going to go back to australia to see my mom because i'm so nervous about her getting corona or something but i'm going to have to self-isolate for two weeks in a hotel mm -hmm. then i'm mm -hmm. going to be allowed to see her yeah so, so then i'd have to spend like another two weeks with my mom um, and then like do some telly out there or something to justify it. But I'd still be able to do the Guilty Feminist and stuff. We just do it on Zoom out there. Yeah. It's just that Tom does a lot of my tech and by a lot, I do mean all. So he'd have to teach me Same. how to do all of this stuff. So, yeah. you know, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Be fine. It'll be fine. We'll make it work. Fine. We'll make it work. But I would like to go back. I would like to go back. Um, cause I just want to hug my mom. Because I got so scared that I thought, what if she gets corona? Yeah. But there's virtually none in Queensland anymore. So she, and she hasn't got it. So, but at the time I was like, oh, it sounded like we were just all going to get it. And she's yeah. lovely. And I'm like, I she. What if that. I can't get to her? And I just couldn't bear it. It was devastating. Um, now I think it's going to be okay. And I, mm -hmm. but I would like to get to her as soon as possible because we don't know how the virus might morph or come back or, you know. So I just I want to hug her, yeah. so that if it did come back. Post this, we've been we've communed. Like if I couldn't get to her for some reason or something, we've communed. I need to commune with her. Yeah. But also, I would love to see all my New Zealand family and give them all a big hug as well. Yeah. Um. Oh, somebody saying come to the Caribbean. Our borders reopening June first. No cases for a month. Crushing in the Caribbean over here. Yes, come to the Caribbean. <laughs> Are we allowed to get on a plane? I don't think we can go to a, get on a plane, though, can we? We can't. Is well, everyone going to judge us for going to an airport? I think we're going to get judged for going to an airport. Probably rightly. I don't want to do a full Cummings. <laughs> I mean, I know we're not in that stage of lockdown anymore anyway. You are allowed but to drive you... now. When he but drove, like... you weren't allowed to drive at all. And, you know, it's please come to Antigua. You can stay at my house. Is okay. that for both of us? Can we both we, stay at your house, Elizabeth Garcia? DMs, hon. BA flying in July. Yeah. That's okay, we I have think. got a very, very nice um, invitation to Antigua to stay in a house. 
And that's, so, and that's I mean, scary. most of my friends and family live in Brazil and I'm scared their elderly family won't see again. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Sorry. Um, Ron Bakegirl says, you guys don't want us Jeremy Lott there. Everyone can come, Elizabeth says. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, Elizabeth, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk mm -hmm. in the DMs. Uh, the, the country and region is fucked without tourists. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So is it like a right, really good to go to these incredible locations? Is that us doing some good, I wonder? We'll see. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing the best thing oh, we can do is a writer's retreat in Antigua. We're doing good things for the whole... I mean, the thing is, the environment's so much better now. We're not flying everywhere at the moment, but I do have to fly to Australia. Is Antigua on the way? Let's look into that. Um, Let's Jessica look into Regan. That. Jessica Regan, is there anything else that you want to tell us before you go? Anywhere we can follow you? Anything we can watch you on? Where's ill behavior on? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I did a show a few years ago um, that Deborah has so kindly championed on, on, this, on, on The Guilty Feminist. But it's funny, there's serious lockdown vibes. If you want to watch a lot of people doing lockdown terribly badly, um, uh, ill behavior is a show about people trapped together in a house, pretty much. And it's, um, it really is. It really is like down to like uh, my, my where can we see it? Is it Netflix now? Netflix, it's on Netflix. Um, it's on Netflix, it's, check uh, out Ill Behavior with Jessica Regan. Uh, she is playing a, uh, a sciencey, a sciencey woman. The part was written for a man and then given to a woman pretty much verbatim. And that's very interesting in terms of uh, you know, our, our feminist journey for representation. That it's not just sort of like, oh, we've written a lady part, like a woman can sort of play any part. Why, why can't she do anything, you know, any part a man can do and, and I, we had sam baines on the guilty feminist talking about rethinking yeah it's a really fun episode listen to yeah. it jess is brilliant on it jess is also brilliant on the big speeches um there's a, an episode with jess on we talk about her color her um gender blind casting on in henry v um and she does but, wonderful workshops from that please make stories about that and those workshops it, and we will, will share them yeah happen again like big speeches will happen again we're looking into all different options of it being online but we want to give you the real experience we want to do it well we don't want to rush into it we want to do it well keep it affordable keep it accessible and tom and i are looking at various models of doing that so big speeches will return um i watch out those things well, i think we're gonna get cut off in like three minutes no problem. um because it's one hour so no tell us tell us you've got but you've got three i just oh, want just to warn you um, I did a, the, did a beautiful short film called Mom, which was about Queen Victoria. Um, oh, yeah. Who, it was like an imagining of like if Queen Victoria had postnatal depression, which we kind of suspect she did. Um, and obviously all the festivals stopped. But um, it will find a life somewhere either being streamed or next year in the festivals. But if you follow Mom, the film on social media, it's a deeply feminist, beautiful short film that I'm, I'm so proud of. Right. And give Jess a follow, and uh, on Twitter, you're It's Jess Regan. It's Jess Regan. And here, you're J Regs. J. J. Regs. Yeah. J. J. Regs. Um, so, uh, so follow Jess, and then you can see all of the great uh, content that she is going to share with you of stuff that she's got coming up, coming out, whether they be mm -hmm. workshops, television shows, films, or whatever. Uh, Jess, it's been an absolute delight to have you on The New Normal I today. Um, I look forward to your t-shirt coming out soon. I don't know what it will be. Anyone got any quick suggestions for Jess's t-shirt? Or are we going with... Um... It could be that pretty Patel tea tweet that you liked. I don't know if I ever had What's a that? What was that? Remember the pretty Patel? I wish she'd just the apprentice. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I don't know if it's about lockdown enough, but we'll have to see what Hannah for the merch that's store true. says. That was so funny. Yeah, 
the um Jess tweeted that I wish Pretty Patel had just done The Apprentice because she's such an apprentice candidate. I don't see it till then. People are asking for ice crushing. People are asking for ice crushing. Okay, the ice. I'm I'm meant to be crushing it. I'm just crushing the ice for my margarita. Um, but I also think there is a um. Who was it that said Crone, Hermit Crone, Hermit Crone Club? Whoever that is should have a T-shirt as well. And the T-shirt yeah. money should go to, to you because Jess has said she can't take the money for that because sadly she didn't come up with it. Uh, Ali, yeah. was it Ali Rouge? Um, so Hannah from the merch to... store, consider that because I think we would sell quite a lot of um, uh, Hermit Crone Club ones. Um, Jess and Hannah, Hannah might find something else that you've said as well. We don't know, but I'll send you through the design when it comes through. Jess Regan, it's been an utter delight. Thank you so much. And uh, tomorrow we have Nikesh Shukla at six o'clock. Nikesh uh, compiled and uh, wrote a lot of the uh, essays inside or compiled and wrote. I never know how to say that. Okay, compiled and wrote um, uh, The Good Immigrant. He's got, written a lot of other books, uh, young people's books, all sorts of things. And he... Um, also has got a new book out called Brown Baby. He will be on tomorrow at six o'clock on The New Normal. And Friday, it's the wonderful Jamie Lee from Derry Girls who plays Michelle. So don't miss out on either New Normal tomorrow. It's going to be an absolute feast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, Jessica Regan. Lots of love.